This podcast is intended for adult audiences. Over the age of 18, it contains adult language and situations. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to us, and not of any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individuals. This podcast is not intended to be taken as professional advice. Welcome to the Swing Nation Podcast, a podcast by swingers for swingers, where we look to educate others and push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions associated with our lifestyle. Come with us and share our pineapple journey as we travel the globe, interview the experts, learn and grow together. Join the nation. Hey there, pineapple people, and welcome to the Swing Nation podcast. We are your hosts, Northern Guy and Southern Girl. And uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about clubs, hotel takeovers, um, resorts, mm-hmm. house parties, and, uh, and that's it. I think. Yeah. So the questions we get asked a lot are, "Hey, how do you, how do you find these events?" Yeah, like all the time. Like, like, what are they? Yeah, like people are like, "What are these parties y'all are going to, and how are you finding them? How can we get invited?" And I'm always shocked by that because that's pretty much how we swing. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, very rarely do we go to a bar or restaurant with an actual couple and sit and chat. Yeah. We've kind of moved. I mean, we, we did do that, but we've kind of moved. We started that way. Past that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to we're explain what each one of those are, what what the difference are is. And that way we get asked a lot, which one should I try first? I think it's a matter of opinion, but we'll explain to you what they are. And, you know, maybe, yep. maybe what we recommend and, you know, you can at least make an informed decision uh, yourself on that. Correct. Um, so the first question, and this really applies to, to all of these, is is how do you find hotel takeovers? How do you find clubs? How do you find these resorts? Like, yeah. where are they? How do, I mean, who, how do you even find out that these things exist? Yeah. So they are kind of underground. We talked about the websites not necessarily being the greatest. A lot of it is word of mouth, but there's also other ways to find them. Right. So break that down for me. I am a new swinger. I don't know anything about resorts and parties and hotel takeovers. And how how would I go about finding such a thing? So first of all, I would say, do you have a swinger profile on SLS, SDC, Cassidy, whichever, whichever one you choose to use? Right. Do you have one of those? And you should. If you are a swinger, you have to have one of these. I mean, I just don't know how you can be a swinger without having some sort of application that you use to find other swingers. If, especially if you're new, right? So if you're, I mean, if you're a swinger and you've been a swinger for a while, you can probably get by without them because you'll know in your area what what's going on. But yeah. if you are a new swinger and you're 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 trying to discover people and find out about all these parties and events and things, you've got to be on one of these websites. Yeah, they all have an events tab. Um, they're all a little different. Some are based on your location. Some you have to search a little bit. Um, but they all have event tabs. Yeah. So I think on SLS, if you go into like clubs and part clubs and events or something like that, there's a map of the United States and then you can click through by the States and find the clubs and, and events that are going on by state SDC. I think it has a separate, it has like clubs and I don't know, something, and then there's like an events and parties tab. So there's like two different tabs. Either way, though, there is an events location on all these websites. Right, so if you're on one of them, just just look for those tabs. Um, I promise you they're there. 
Yeah. So whenever we're going to a like we're gonna do clubs first, but just as an example, whenever we're going to a city, like we immediately change our SLS or SDC profile to that city. Right. Um, and then we start looking for different options, whether it be a club or resort or whatever it may be. But that's usually where we start. We look in events um, and we ask around. We do ask other swinger friends. Um, some of the best places we found have been when we changed our location and we started messaging with the locals and they would tell us where to go. Yeah, that is fair because not everything is going to be necessarily listed in the clubs and events tab. Yeah. Some of these places don't want to be found, you know, at least, you know, they don't want to be easily found. So you really do have to start talking to couples that are in that area and say, you know, like, so if you, you know, say we were going to Atlanta, right? We, so we'd move our profile location to Atlanta. We'd start talking to couples. And one of the questions we might ask them is, hey, are there any clubs or resorts or, you know, parties that go on in this area that you would recommend to us? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they'll, they'll bring that up to you and then maybe they'll give you a, a website or something like that. Yeah. Go check out. You can also Google um, if you're going like, for instance, if you know you're going to New Orleans or New York City or a bigger area, you can Google swinger clubs, um, swinger resorts or swinger in that city. And you would be surprised what you could. You can find some things on Google. Yeah. Um, and also Facebook. I know there's some hesitation for swingers to use their personal Facebook to find swinging um, opportunities um, or be Facebook friends with swingers that you have met. Lots of swingers make a swinger profile. On we Facebook, have one. Yeah. We don't use it. <laughs> no, we don't use it. We just use our personal. Honestly, like it's funny because we'll post like a picture of our kids and like you will look through the comments and like half of them are swinger friends, but we are at this point are so immersed into the lifestyle. We are so public with it that we don't really care. No, it doesn't um, matter to us now. A lot of these groups, um, whether it be a hotel takeover, a club, they will have Facebook page or Facebook groups. You usually have to be added by someone. Um, so again, once you start meeting people and chatting with people, they would be the ones to add you. And again, you can use, like we have one, a Facebook that's like Northern guy and Southern girl. Um, but lots of people make them with, you know, a fake name, a whatever their, probably whatever their SLS, SDC profile names are, some sort of take on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most, most of the groups, clubs, and you know, a lot of them are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think places like Colette's and, and some of these other clubs that are in the bigger cities have like their, like an open Facebook page even. They do. They also have... Um, like Facebook groups that you can, you, you can be added to, you can post your pictures, say, Hey, we're going to be at the club Saturday night. It helps you kind of mingle with people. Um, so there's definitely opportunities via Facebook to find some of these locations. Um, it's kind of hard, but you can do it. Um, you can absolutely do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, SLS, SDC, um, you know, Cassidy and some of the others are probably the best at finding yeah, these number places. One. Uh, Google will work, especially in the bigger cities if you're, you know, if you're traveling. And then Facebook. But a lot of times you, you do have to get into a locked page. to see, So you have to know somebody that will yeah. invite you to that group. Yeah. That kind of sums up the ways of, of finding them. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're not, again, if you're not on SLS or RCC, those, those are, would really be our first recommendations. Um, well, in the show notes, you'll have a, Lacey will leave. She's an affiliate of SDC. You can get 
You can try SDC out for free using her link. So uh, go check that out, and you can look through the the clubs and events and parties in that. It'll yeah. show up in your And area. don't be afraid to ask people. Um, honestly, we found out about secrets from a friend. We found out about Hito from a friend. Um, none of these we actually like got on a website and found. Um, and I, I think if you're newer to the lifestyle or if you've been around for a while, you know that like the more you get to know people and the more you chat and you learn about, you listen to podcasts, you hear things, you'll start to figure them out. Um, you just can't be afraid to like put yourself out there, get to know people, ask the right questions. You'll find these places. They exist. They do. There are swingers amongst you. Yeah, they are there. <laughs> All right. So I think the first the first one we're going to break down is the Swinger Club. Yeah. So you just heard us do a full review of chemistry on last week's podcast. So you kind of know a little bit about a club, right? Um, we kind of talked about registration um, through chemistry's website, but ba- basically most clubs do have a website um some you have to pre-register before others you can register at the door um pretty much all of them require some sort of membership would you agree yeah i I haven't been to one that doesn't you don't have to pay a a membership and i think that's you know probably legalese they probably have to fall under that guy they have to be like a private club in order to um to operate yeah again i don't know for sure but that that seems to be the trend Uh, almost all of them require some type type of type of membership and you have to be either pre-registered or like trapeze they have computers right there in the lobby when you first get there you can register right there so i recommend definitely going to their website and finding out beforehand like trapeze in atlanta you don't have to pre-register where chemistry in nashville you do so if you know you're going i would just do your homework and go to the website figure out what you need to do prior to going yeah and i think that the good thing about registering (laughs) online especially ahead of time is a lot of these websites will show the people that are going that are registered they have an rsvp list right um which you can also do that on sls sdc which is kind of fun you can go and see who's going and um you can even start conversations with people prior to if you see like a super hot couple that you're into you can message them um a lot of the clubs do have their own sls like page um which is a little confusing. No, yeah, yeah. So most, like if you go on SLS or even SDC, once you click to that map and see what clubs are in the area, they'll have a landing page within that club um, where, where that reservation list is. And then there's also usually a link to their website. So you can get to their website from SD because you can't usually register for the clubs in SLS or SDC. You have to go to their... Basically their, just give you the link. Right, so they give you the link. To yeah, their, and their a lot page. of the clubs, hotel takeovers, stuff like that, do have an SLS-like membership profile that you make. Um, It's very similar to SLS. It's essentially the same concept. You can pay and and keep a membership on their website and and communicate with people through there. You can RSVP through there. I mean, you can put pictures. Honestly, when me and Dan decide to go to a club or a hotel takeover that have those type of websites where you have to create a profile, we do the bare minimum. Right. One picture. I don't spend a lot of time on it. I'm literally making the profile so I can register nothing yeah. else. Now, yeah, I think it depends. Like, so if you were, you know, if that was if your you home club, near yeah. a club and that was going to be the club you went to, you probably would spend some time. 
think us because we travel, we usually only go to these clubs maybe once or twice a year. We're just not, hev- not heavily the, invested yeah. in their website and trying to meet people through their website. We're just trying to get registered so right. we can. Go. We're just trying to get through the door. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. Re- you found your club. You're registered. You're paid. And it's time to go. Um, first of all, most of the clubs, just like with anything swinger related, swingers like a good theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clubs are heavy on themes. Everything swinger is heavy on themes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's um, So you're going to want to, ladies especially, you want to look at the website, find out what their themes are. It can be anything from schoolgirl. We talked about fetish night. It could be white night where you're all, we're all white. The possibilities are endless, especially depending on the holiday that it's around. They're heavy into whatever season it is. Right, Halloween um, parties, Christmas parties, New Year's back Eve to parties. school, yeah, St. Patrick's Day, um, summer. You know, there's like usually like a pool party or like beach beachy themed or something, themes. Yeah. yeah, so definitely you want to make sure you check out the website. You you do not have to dress in according to theme, especially if this is new for you and you've never been before. Um. I would not stress out about a theme. Um, if, if you don't like the theme or it's not your thing you want to participate in, just wear a cute little black dress. Yeah. yeah it's I think always it's, a staple. You'll be cute. Yeah. You'll be comfortable. There's been plenty of times that we've went, like we went to one, it was diamonds and denim. Um, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm not wearing denim. Lacey's got to the point where she like she'll check out your theme if she likes it. She'll do it if she doesn't. Then, no. no. Then I just wore like a cute black romper with some like cute earrings and some cute heels. But there's other times where I'm like all about a theme. Yeah. And I go heavy into it. So it really depends. And so ladies, especially if you're listening, don't stress too much about the thing, especially if you are newer, even if you're not new and you've been around and you're just now starting to go to clubs. Just know that it's there if you want to use it. You don't have to. Yeah. And then gentlemen, yes. usually for the themes, we just wear a button-up shirt that's the same color as whatever her outfit. Yeah. So that somehow I, color coordinates to her. Yeah. So usually I will pick out my outfit and then whatever color coordinating shirt, like if I'm wearing black, Dan can pretty much wear whatever color. But like if I'm wearing a red dress, he might wear a red shirt with some nice jeans or some slacks. I usually get him cute boxers that kind of go along with the theme. Right. And socks. And Dan always likes the socks. Because for be. usually three quarters of the night, you're in your boxers and your socks. So, yeah. Or half the night, maybe. Yeah. So, okay. So we've covered registration. You've got your outfits. It's time to go. Well, so one more comment on outfits. Uh, it might be a good idea to look at the website and see what their dress code is. Oh, yeah. Because some of these clubs, you have to have a collared shirt. A, you know, like yeah, club wear. Some of these clubs you can get in with jeans and t-shirts. Um, yeah, but they're not universal. Yeah, uh, definitely check know, that out. Chemistry seems like a, a a jeans and t-shirt kind of place. We're trapeze. Trapeze. Atlanta, if so. you're not wearing a collar, they're probably not going to let you through the door. So you, you really, you know, some of them won't let you wear ripped jeans. Um, or like nice, you know, like some men, guys now wear like nice tennis shoes. Yeah. Some places you can't wear that. Right. So definitely check that out. Yeah. So make sure you're, you know, read through the website, see if they have a dress code. You can always call and ask if they have a dress code. Um, but, you know, I'd hate for somebody to show up with holy jeans and get turned away at the door. Yeah. Double check uh, that. So make sure you check on that. Uh, all right. So I think that covers registration and, and dress code. Um, and then you're going to get into BYOB. Yeah. So most everything swinger um, minus resorts. Is pretty much BYOB. So you bring your own alcohol. They always have setups for you. 
So whatever bottle of your choosing you bring. Um, some clubs, you check it in when you go through registration and they take it to the bartender. The bartender holds it for you. Um, and then they make your drinks for you. You just go up, you give them your number, and they make your drinks. Um, some clubs, you keep your um, your bottle at your table and then you go to the bartender and get your setups, and then you mix right. your alcohol in. Some you get it out of a cooler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're Chemistry. All, they're, they're, all, <laughs> they're all a little different, but the, the general idea is that uh, you bring your own alcohol, and then usually they provide the mixers. Correct. In some, in Unless some you manner. want something super specific, then you could bring yourself. Right. But Lacey, for the most part. Lacey brought diet lemonade one day. Chick-fil-A diet lemonade. <laughs> But uh, yeah, generally speaking, you bring the alcohol and they provide the mixers. Um, for the ones that have bars and bartenders, you know, you, you would tip your bartender the same way you would if you bought a drink from them. You just don't pay for the drink. So Correct. it is important if you're going to a, a club to bring some ones and some small, you know, yeah. small bills to be able to tip your bartenders. Yeah. Some serve food. Um, some do not. Depends on the level of club that you're going to. Um, I would definitely look into that prior to going. Um, we we talk about trapeze often. It is our favorite club. Just full disclosure, it's in Atlanta, Georgia. They do serve food. They have um, a buffet. Um, if you are if you've upgraded to their diamond club, you can order off their menu. Chemistry and Nashville had um, appetizers out where Colette's in New Orleans had no food. So I would definitely look into that again ahead of time. Or if you're not sure, go out and have a nice dinner and then maybe have dessert there or something, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah so. I would say the majority of them have some type of food, but there, there are a few. Like you're right, Colette's in New Orleans didn't have any. No, so we actually, when we went to Colette's in New Orleans, we checked in, we dropped our alcohol off. We realized that they did not serve food. We were a little early. <laughs> we left and we got some food. We left and had pizza. We're like, if we start drinking it right now without <laughs> any food, we're screwed. So And then came back. We'll be so, right back. Yeah. yeah, and so again, we didn't know that. We just kind of went in blindly and figured it out and, and adjusted and made it work, so. Yeah, that worked out good. A lot. Some of them serve breakfast too. It is typical, even not even just clubs, but a lot of the hotel takeovers and stuff. You know, they'll have like midnight pizza or you know, bring out some kind of snack at midnight, mm-hmm. one o'clock. Is a little like yeah. They know you're drunk and hungover and yeah. need some carbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's next, babe? Uh, so yeah, so I think the next thing is this is pretty universal. Is they all have like a like a dance floor? It's very a dancing much area like. Most clubs that we have been to, usually there's a downstairs or a front area or a separate area that is very vanilla. It is very much like any other dance club that you've ever been to, um, within reason, would you say? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, there's a DJ, there's dancing, there's, you know, a bar. um, Yeah, So, so the typical setup is there's like a dance floor and then there's like seating areas in and around the dance floor, right? Yeah. So if you don't want to dance, so most club clubs that you go to, um, you know, you'll have a bar area, you'll have a dance floor area, and then usually there's like a seating, you know, yeah. seats or whatever, somewhere kind of spread out around the dance uh, yeah. floor. Yeah. And then usually when you go to a club, you start out drinking and dancing and mingling. And um, socializing. socializing. Sometimes they have, you know, like people that are hosting that there might be some games. There might be, you know, just competitions. competitions. 
Um, you know, it's just, it's very loose, not really structured, just kind of have fun. Um, and most of the time after that, there is a playroom area. So at some point you would progress past the dance floor to the playroom area. Some it's upstairs. Um, several clubs that we've been to, you take an elevator or steps upstairs and it's basically like night and day (laughs) like downstairs it's vanilla upstairs it's like hot sex everywhere um some it's you know you just go past the curtain it's in the back um but yeah so next is playroom so let's talk about playrooms yeah and i'd say so like like Lacey's saying there's this dance floor club area and then usually midnight 11 midnight one o'clock people to kind of transfer from at least the ones that want to or are looking to play will transfer kind of from that vanilla area back to the like she said either back or up or down or you know it's Wherever all different the playroom but is, they'll yeah. start heading to the playroom area now different clubs do have different rules mm-hmm. uh a lot of times it's you have to be a couple uh or you know a, a male has to be escorted they don't, a lot of them won't let single males to go back to the yes. play area by themselves single males always check the websites before you go right some and even the clubs themselves single males are <laughs> sometimes only allowed on certain yeah. certain nights um so make sure you check that out uh again if you're new to a club getting that tour where they walk you around and tell you all the rules is is kind of important yeah. some playrooms you have to be naked to go back or you can only wear a towel some will let you back in lingerie and clothes. Uh, it really all depends on where you are. Yeah, I completely. We've been to some that make you strip completely butt naked with a towel. You put yourself in the locker and you go back. We've been at some that you can go fully clothed. You could choose to take your clothes off if you want. Right. You don't have to. It really depends on the club. We know some people that do not like the ones that they have to strip. So they don't yeah. go to those. Yeah. Um, I would say that's. Those are probably the more typical, though. Yeah, they yeah, tend to be. Usually, you have to, you know, at least be in your underwear or something to go back to the playroom mm-hmm. area. But and again, the reason always. they do that is so that way you don't have a ton of people that are not interested in playing going back there and gawking at the people that are. It's really to protect, I guess, the integrity right, of it. Right, yeah. So I get it. You know, you don't want somebody that this is their first night and they're not interested in playing. They just want to stand there and watch you. Right. I get that, but at the same time, I don't mind being watched. And if you're new and this is your first time and you just want to go back and watch me and Dan have hot sex, I'm personally cool with that. Yeah. So just um, know a lot of the clubs will require you to to, to derobe to go back yeah, in that area. Yeah, yeah. So just be mindful of that before you go again on the tour. Um, they're going to tell you that. Usually, the website will give you good direction on that as well. Right now, the playrooms themselves, they're all different right yeah um i'd say usually there's like an orgy area like yeah where several beds are pushed together mm-hmm. and there's a large area where a group could be um usually there's a variety of playrooms some will have uh you know doors win- windows close, yeah windows with curtains <laughs> some different them. levels of privacy depending on right. what you're interested in so um if you if you prefer to be watched, there's rooms that allow that. If you prefer to go in and shut the door and be completely private, there's rooms that allow that as well. Right, and, and you know some have mirrors on the ceilings and wall. You know there's there's a variety of rooms, but yeah. generally speaking, it, it'll range from completely private rooms where you can close and lock the door and nobody could see you to completely open, completely open, which is rooms our style. where anybody can go and, and watch. Um, there are kink 
rooms? Yeah, there are, depending on where you go. Um, Again, not every club, but yeah, some a lot of them will have San Andrews crosses or the some of the sex wedges. Mm-hmm. Um, some might have, you know, areas where you, people can be tied up um, and things like that. Um, yeah. Not, you don't usually see full dungeon, like... Uh, Secrets. Secrets we did had a separate dungeon, but yeah. uh, I haven't. That's, that was that's unusual. I'd never been. I'd never yeah. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not full full dungeon. Yeah. Usually, but some of them will have some available toys. Yeah. I feel like of all the places, clubs probably do a better job of cleanliness for people that are concerned about that. They usually have a staff that will, as soon as a, a session or a group is done, they come in, they change the sheets, everything is wiped down you know new sheets are applied um you, of course you're gonna pay for what you get so if you're at a higher end club that you know the cost to get in there is much higher you're obviously going to have more staff it's going to be cleaner if you are at a cheaper club you're going to have less staff and it's going to yeah. be less clean you're paying for what you get yeah now generally with the playrooms they do have sheets and then they'll have like the waterproof blankets or you know underneath the sheets mm-hmm. Some of them staff, you know, once you're done and you leave the room, staff will come and clean. Some of them require the the guests to do that. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like a stack of sheets somewhere. And like after you're done playing, you'd pull your own sheets off and put them. But there, again, in a if hamper, you go on the tour, right. if you read the signs, it's all pretty much laid out for you. Right. So make sure you kind of understand how that works. Yeah. And, you know, you definitely want to make sure you get a clean pair of sheets before you go to yeah. pl- play if, um, if that's something you want to do. Yeah. A lot of times they have condoms and lube and. Things like that out for the taking, so you can partake in those, or you can bring your own. It's completely up to you. Um, they usually have lockers that you can use, or um, some sort of storage space. So we usually bring a book bag with um, just our necessities: my brush, some lip gloss, maybe a change of clothes to wear back. Um, yeah, usually you like to take lingerie, so I do. especially like places that will let you wear lingerie back to the playroom. You know, Lacey will have a sexy dress on for the the dance club part, and then she'll transition to lingerie before we go back into the the play area. It's not required. Sometimes I don't wear it. Sometimes I do. Just depending. Um, the only other thing I'd say that's typical of of playrooms is a lot of them will either have a theater room mm-hmm. or TVs on the walls playing porn. Yeah. But there, a lot of times you'll see there's pornography somewhere, mm-hmm. and some of them have like a dedicated room just for for that. Yeah, it's like almost like a theater room. Right. Yeah. Clubs typically we found are in larger cities. So if we know that we are going to a larger city, we always are like, where is the club? Right. Um, so just keep that in mind when you are. So like we do travel often just in our normal everyday life. So if we are traveling, we immediately start Googling and start looking it up. So um, just kind of keep that in mind if you travel and you want to try one out one of these clubs. A lot of people are like, well, the closest club is not two hours away from us. We're like, same. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we just go. We make a Saturday night of it. We get a hotel room and we just have fun. It's a really cool way to meet people that are not in your local area. If you are feeling stagnant, like you are seeing the same people, you want to branch out, highly recommend the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most, if you're going major metropolitans, most likely we'll have a club. Yeah. Uh, depending on the state. Yeah. Make it a fun Saturday night. Take your wife out. Get her a fancy dress. Let her let her be a slut for an hour of the club. <laughs> All right. So now the next next thing we're gonna talk about. So that's clubs in a nutshell. 
Um, most clubs are open till two, two to four o'clock in yeah. the morning ish. Um, yeah, you go, you know, have some drinks, dance, go to the playroom, have fun, and then you go home and, uh, or back to your hotel. And that's, that kind of wraps it up. Um, now we're going to talk about hotel takeovers, right? Okay. Which is different than a club. So this is where a, a group, um, usually they're pretty regional and there's, you know, different groups in different areas. Um, they'll take over a hotel. Um, some of them are full hotel. So they'll take over the entire hotel and then some of them will do a partial takeover. Well, they'll just take over floor two or three or four of a hotel, but not the entire hotel. Um, it's essentially a club in a hotel and you stay the night. Yeah, it's kind of a way. Is that, that the best way to describe a, it? I mean, a, a, a traveling club. <laughs> correct. They are very regional. Um, you again, this is probably something you would find at SLS, SDC, word of mouth. Um, most so they're put on by a group. Usually, the group has a name. Um, some some ones that we know of are Vibe, which is in the Nashville area. Friction, which is in the north east. east. Kind of, yeah. Jim is in Alabama, I think one. Um, LSC. LSC to North, yeah, North Carolina, South Carolina one. Um, again, a lot of these have Facebook pages, um, right? And we're able to get added by friends, and that's how we. And then once you have registered for their event, you get on their email chain, and so I'm constantly getting emails, so I always know when these these groups are having parties a lot of times their parties are based on the holiday so keep in mind so there's always a halloween one a christmas new year's eve um yeah it seems like most of these groups try to do one about once a month give or take yeah yeah and some of them are maybe maybe every other month but like you have a you have an october 31st or well it won't be on actual halloween we have a halloween one and then you have a christmas so they do skip thanksgiving but roughly once a month um I like hotel takeovers. Yeah. So I guess let's just kind of walk through it a little bit. Okay. So again, if it's a whole hotel, that means the swingers have bought out the hotel for the night. Yeah, There's they've no, rented the entire hotel. No vanilla people. I always wonder how they get staffed. Like, do they volunteer? Like, how do they get- Well, I asked one time, I was like, do y'all think we're just batshit crazy? And the guy was like, oh, no, we volunteer for this night. Like, we, we love, love working yeah. this. Um, I personally like a full hotel takeover because you don't have to cover. You can freely walk them around the hotel yeah. in your outfit. You don't have to worry. We've been Much to, prefer full. We've been to ones where we walk down to go to the ballroom for the dance party portion yeah, and there's, there's like kids. A Girl Scout troop checking in. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable. As a mom, it was very uncomfortable. So yeah. I personally prefer a full hotel takeover. Um the quality of the hotels are not great. Just going to put that out there. Right. Um, Although a few, um, Friction had some nice friction hotels. Friction has some good ones. Um, but I guess you're trying to think what type of hotels would let an right. entire it's group of swingers. It's got to be a struggle to, for these groups to get a hotel to agree to let them to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But we know that going in, we're not expecting a five-star hotel. We know that we're going to a hotel takeover. Yeah, it's, and it's a three-star Best Western yeah, type. Yeah, but it's fun. Who cares, yeah. right? Um, you register very much like you would a club. It very much applies. Most of them have a website of some sort, and you can register through. Um, however, um, a lot of 
the hotel takeovers, I feel like you're Venmoing. Right. They're smaller. It's smaller. It's not as not- nice. It's, you know, some, probably your bigger hotel takeovers, your fancier hotel takeovers, you, um, they do have built-in websites where you can purchase and stuff. Um, but a lot of the smaller ones, it's more of a yeah. You message might you might them. be Venmoing or Cash Apping the host, yeah. as opposed to going to a website. Yeah. Correct. So the basic structure, right? They're all about the same, right? Yeah. Usually they'll take a ballroom, and, and that's the club, and they'll turn that into the club area. So they'll have a dance floor, like most hotels do anyway. Mm-hmm. But then they'll have a DJ. A lot of them will put in stripper poles or cages or things yeah. like that into the ballroom. Uh, and that'll be kind of the club ballroom area of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them will set up a party floor. Yeah. So it's a floor. And it's usually like the core of that group, like the people that are always there. You know, yeah. they'll set up that, you know, it's the, I guess the core of the group is a good way to put it. Yeah. It's usually the like the regulars that right. go. Um, you can host a shot room. And you basically just make shots. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's like, not not all of the ones do shot rooms, but they they all usually most of them do a a room crawl. Yeah. Which means, say at midnight, you'll go up to usually it's the top floor, but not not always. But mm-hmm. you'll go up to say the fourth floor, and you'll do a room crawl, which just means you're going from room to room, meeting people is is the idea. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a good way to mingle. Meet right. People. Sometimes they'll be like. A BDSM room, or you know, the be- people there, you know, trying to sell BDSM toys and or just things. sex toys, right? Yeah. A sex toy room, um, yeah. LSC usually they encourage their party floor people to do shot rooms and, mm-hmm. and pass out shots. You know, some you know, I don't. They might be, if it's Halloween, they might be passing out candy and yeah, and muffins and you know, like, who knows? Mm-hmm. The idea is you go up and you go. From it's a nice way to meet people, meet people. yeah, right, to exactly. mingle. Um, usually, there is a playroom. On a like on that floor, I personally have never found that a lot of people play in the playroom. Yeah. Well, it is weird. So I guess the thing about hotel takeovers is there's no play it's kind of boxy. Rooms, right? Yeah, so usually like, there is. Well, there no, is no. But what I mean is, it's not like it's not like a club. Yeah, it's not like a club where everybody goes to an area and has sex. Like yeah. playrooms, it's usually people go back to their own hotel yeah. rooms because they're right there to have sex. So if you're new and you want to go and like do a lot of watching and just kind of taking it in, hotel takeovers might not be your scene because there is not a whole lot of watching. Right. Most of the time you're going to meet a couple, you're going to go back to their room or your room and you're going to shut your door and you're going to play yeah. and that's going to be it. Yeah. So just keep that in mind if you're new and you're and you're kind of looking for that, you're not going to see a ton of it. Yeah. Now we have this. seen playrooms that have like BDSM things going on mm-hmm. in a playroom. Um, we have seen Sibians brought to playrooms oh, yeah, in some of our hotel takeovers. So, I mean, you, you know, there, there is opportunity. There is opportunity, but you're not near as much right. as a club. Where a club, there's always, almost every night, something, you know, at least on a Friday and Saturday, there's there's an orgy going on in the orgy room. Yeah. Hotel takeovers is kind of hit or miss whether, you know, because you're right, they usually do set aside a room or two to be a quote-unquote playroom. Mm-hmm. There's not always play going on. Sometimes those rooms just kind of turn into like hang out and mingle kind yeah. of rooms. Yeah. Um, again, it is BYOB, um, but this time you're pretty much just keeping your alcohol and your setups and everything in your room. And you would just go back to your room if you needed a refill. Um, I would say if you are wanting to go to bed at a decent time, do not get a room on the party floor. No. 
Because the music will play till like 3 a.m. Yeah. So a lot of times the DJs will be in the ballroom. And then once they're done in there, they'll either have a second setup or the DJs will actually move up to the party floor. It's and loud. Have their speakers up it's there. basically like a party in the hallway right. and in and out of the rooms. And then a lot, a lot of, of the party floor people, even if they don't have a D, if they don't have DJs up there, they'll bring their own speakers and things. The music have, is very loud. They'll have on the it'll party be floor. loud till two, three, four, five, six a.m. Sometimes. Yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, it is typical to to decorate, especially mm-hmm. if you're on the party floor. Yeah. So bring your LEDs, your pineapple mm-hmm. displays, lots of lights, lots of. You know, music, mm-hmm. lots of... Go to Amazon. Yeah, get all the yeah. pineapple decor. Yeah, that's what we did. So, like, after we had been to a few ta- hotel takeovers, we were, I was like, I guess we need to get some stuff. So now <laughs> we just literally have a bag that has, like, some pineapple LED lights and a unicorn little light and a black light and a music starlight thingy. And we yeah. just, we load up that and we just take it every time we go to a hotel takeover and we just set up the room. Yeah. Um, it just is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, what else? So I think, yeah, that, so that room crawl, the idea, I think the idea is you transition from the part, you know, it's almost like that 11 o'clock midnight where every, at the club when everybody transitions from the, the dance floor back to the playrooms. I think the idea is you get everybody up to go up and do a room crawl and then people start breaking off to go play and things like that. Correct. Um, now, the benefits of the full hotel takeover is just a lot of times they have the pool. Which is fun. And, uh, yeah, so there's, you know, it's, it's obviously naked pool. a clothing optional pool at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of times there'll be. basically like an orgy. <laughs> there'll be play, playing going around the yeah. outside of the pool. It's or, fun. It's yeah. like, that's a really good place to watch. I mean, the first time that we ever went to a hotel takeover that had a pool, we just kind of like took it in. Yeah. We didn't play with anybody. We just sort of watched. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Um. And that's it, right? So yeah. you, you usually you start the night. You know, you go get get to your hotel room, get checked in, go set up your room, set up all your lights, set up all your make it look cool, uh, and then the the girl will spend three hours <laughs> getting ready, right? So you check in at three, and then hopefully by you know like usually the party starts nine ten o'clock uh-huh. something like that. So hopefully in that five hours they can get dressed up. <laughs> You um, take cute pictures for your SLS or STC profiles. Or OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yeah. Oh. Um, then you'll head down to the ballroom. Dance. You'll, you know, bring bring your tumbler. You want to bring your tumbler cup. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some hashtag swing talk ones on <laughs> theswingnation.com if you need a, if you need a swinger tumbler. Yeah, there you uh, go. But people, swingers are going, you know, I've noticed people are starting to up their, their tumbler game. My tumbler game is on point right now. Yours is strong. Thanks You've, to Heather. You've had some, some donations. Yeah. You got some good yeah, tumblers right I now. Uh, but mix your drink, fill your tumbler up, go down to the ballroom. Dance. Uh, dance, meet people, grind up on people. Uh, a lot of times, clothes will start coming off on yeah, the, in the ballroom. They will. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some people might be naked um, by by midnight. Well, especially if it's a full hotel takeover in the full place, you, you can almost wear like lingerie ish type outfits. Where, like, if you're getting in an Uber, going to a club, or it, or if it's not a full hotel takeover, you do want to be a little bit more covered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So then you get done dancing usually around midnight. That's the time to do the room crawl. So you'll head up to the rooms. You'll go room to room, see everybody, take some shots, see all the fun going on, the Sibians and the BDSM. Change into your lingerie, ladies. That's the time to get in the lingerie mm-hmm. or into the naked clothes if you want to mm-hmm. do that. 
Um, and then hopefully, you know, by this time you've met a couple on the dance floor, you know, you kind of go check out all the naughtiness that's going on in the playroom. And then usually, usually you'll end up back in, in one of your all's hotel rooms for the night. Pro tip. Pro tip. Get a bed. Oh, get yes, a room get, with two beds. Why would why? I only need one bed. One to play and one to sleep. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. That is a pro tip. That's a really good pro tip. I know, right? Yeah, you want the double queen. You yeah. don't want a king bed. Nope. Mm-mm. No. You don't know. You might take a squirter back. Right. So if you bring a couple back and you end up, you know, making a mess or having a bunch of yeah, sex. Yeah, you don't want to sleep in that. It is very nice to have the next, the clean bed to hop in and Correct. go to sleep. I guess the only other thing we didn't talk about, we kind of brushed on it quickly, is theme. Again, they're all going to have a theme just like the club. The attire is just like the club for women and men. Again, I just mentioned that you're not Ubering, so you can probably get away with a little bit more risque. I typically, after the club ballroom portion, I usually change into lingerie, a little bit more casual. Um, so, yeah. so Yeah, and I, I'd say as far as dress code goes. They're much looser. They're much looser. You know, a yeah. lot of times the guys can get away with not having, you know, if they just want to wear a t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. Um, now I will say, you know, there are levels of hotel takeover. So like some of the more expensive, fancier ones, you might want to wear a button up shirt and be fancy. And mm-hmm. some of the. The ones that are 75 opposed <laughs> to $250. You know, yeah. again, just like with the club, yeah. you're paying for what you get. The higher end hotel takeovers provide pizza at midnight they have better security pro djs yeah i mean they they have better you're in a better quality hotel um so again you're getting what you pay for it so yeah. what you pay for yeah yeah what about anything else uh, i think that's it yeah all right so now the next category we have is resort so yeah. what's the difference between a resort and a club or a resort and a hotel takeover a resort usually has a club yeah um but you stay on premise, kind of like a, a extended stay hotel takeover. Yeah, would no, you, that's right. Would you? I mean, that's the best way um, I can describe it. Um, you usually go, you park, you're there, like for the weekend or the week, however long you are. Summer international. Um, when you hear us talking about Hedo, that is in Jamaica. We are going um, there for seven days. That is a resort. Um, but then Secrets was also a resort in the U.S. in Orlando. Same concept. You stay there, club there. You well, you didn't. You eat there, I guess. Um, yeah. And these these vary, right? <laughs> so you have these, you know, these five star all inclusive resorts on a tropical beach in Jamaica. But then you have swinger campgrounds in North Dakota. Yeah, that would be a resort. Right? Yeah. So I mean, again, just like with clubs. Hotel take you're paying for what you get. Um, Hedo obviously is five star. We're gonna have sit down meals. Everything's fancy. All alcohol is com- included. But then again, on the flip side, you might go to a swinger campground and nothing is included. Right, you stay in a tent and they have maybe not my style, y'all. Maybe a pool. Baby, it ain't happening. <laughs> not happening. No, we could do it. Nope. Mm-mm. So, again, how do you find, how do you register? We're going to start there with the resort. Um, Very, very similar to all the other. Um, Most of them are on the SLS, SDC, but a lot of these are going to be more website-based. Would you agree? Right. Some of these, especially like the campgrounds and stuff, that might just be word of mouth. Yeah. They might not even be on the the websites. Yeah. Um, But obviously, like, 
we have Desire in Mexico, Hito. Those are going to be your higher class. You're you're going to go through their website. Their websites are top notch. About the only thing Swinger that's top notch as far as websites, but um, they're they're going to be legit because yeah, no. you're spending big money. Like our Hito trip was three thousand dollar. Yeah, just for the just for us to stay there. So you're you're not talking about two hundred dollars or fifty dollars. You're talking about substantial money. So their websites and stuff are better quality. Yeah. Now I would say Google nudist resort or nudist yeah. places. Because a lot of these they might not be swinger centric, but it seems like there's a lot of nudist places in the United States. And a lot of them are swinger friendly. They're so. lifestyle friendly. So keep in mind when you are Googling, for instance, Temptations in Mexico is lifestyle friendly. Typically, what that means is you can't play in public. Right. So you can be at their pools. You can right. be naked. You can kiss. You can dance. But when it comes to like actual sexual acts, right. you have to be in private right. or in a designated play area. Yeah, and that's pretty typical for the nudist type. Like, so yeah. we go to like Paradise Valley, which yeah. is in uh, Georgia. Yeah, it's in and North it's, Georgia. It's a it's a nudist place, but it's swinger friendly. So they have a swinger um, club. club on premise, but but you can't play in the it's pool. It's basically a nudist colony. Right. The only place yeah. you can play is back at your your uh, in your condo or in your your campsite or at the club. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's uh, nudist. But you can be yeah. naked anywhere. Yeah, you can. Which is super fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Like, it, I think nudist and lifestyle people go kind of are sort of parallel, but I think <laughs> yeah. they think we're batshit crazy, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, um, so typically at a resort, you're going, to, they are going to provide your meals. Mm-hmm. So you, once you, and I love that because I feel like, you park, you're there, and you don't leave. You can drink, you can laugh, you can have fun. You're not worried about how are we getting home? Is one of us being responsible? What time's the Uber coming? It's very freeing just to like be there. Yeah, 100%. Um, also, if you meet a couple, you're into them. It doesn't matter if it's like lunchtime, you can go back to your room with <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Um, some are alcohol is included. Some you have to purchase separate. Yeah. I've never been to a nude or a resort that you bring your own alcohol. I'm sure that there are those. No, though. most of them I've seen they're selling the alcohol. Yeah. Secrets they sell it. Paradise Valley they sell it. Um, I Hedo, think Hedo's included. Desire it's included. Um, uh, but I'd imagine a campground. Yeah, some of these campgrounds got to be BYOB. Yeah, but they yeah, have I don't, to be. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them are pool associated, right. um, or warm climate river or lake or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be like Ocean. a general area that you, um, have to be nude. Some of them require that you go all the way down. Nothing. Others, you can wear whatever you want. So again, right. based on your comfort level, if you are not comfortable with being completely nude, you might want to check into that prior to going again their website should have all that information right hito i understand has a pool for nudists and a pool for not or something yeah so i think like in one pool you can wear like your bottoms or whatever top if you're not comfortable but the nude pool you have to be completely naked and they do give you like a five minute warning like you got to get nude or get out yeah i don't know how i feel about that how do you feel about it I feel like after the first hour, we'll be t- perfectly fine with it. So let's tell a little story. 
Okay. Because people like our like personal stories. So the first time Dan and I ever went to like a resort type place, we went to Paradise Valley in North Georgia. It's a nudist colony. Dawsonville. Dawsonville, Georgia. Thank you. Um, and I honestly didn't know what to expect, right? You know, so it was time to go to the pool and I put on my... my um, one piece <laughs> bathing suit. Okay, it was a sexy... Your one piece mom bathing suit it was is sexy. what she wore to a nudist resort it and wore it down cut, to the pool it had cut sides oh my god i didn't know you know and honestly i was really nervous um this is back when i wore sundresses to um hotel takeovers, hotel takeovers and clubs you know i was still brand new fresh swinger and kind of learning um the ropes so i didn't know and i i come walking out with my bathing suit and he's like what the fuck um in my defense, I only wore it for like five minutes. Yeah, that's true. And it was off, and I never put it back on. And we've been multiple times since. Um, so, ladies, it's okay. I'm with you if you have to wear a full piece or and one piece. That's the thing about nudists; they don't. You can your body type doesn't matter at all. No, wear. they don't care at all, and yeah. you're literally going to see all kinds. Yeah. Um, but definitely a lot more nudity around resorts where clubs and stuff you do see that some but i feel like resorts are more man resorts are like a nude weekend like that's yeah. you just you can you don't you pack one pair of clothes and that's to wear there and wear back yeah. and that's all you need yeah except for sometimes to eat they make you put on yeah sometimes they require you to be dressed to eat no areolas near the buffet line yeah <laughs> we have a friend that always does that so, um, most resorts have some sort of playroom, um, club area, would you say? Well, I mean, again, we're pretty limited in the resort area, but yeah. Yeah, I think, he, I, I don't know if he, does he do, I assume they do. They have a club, yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, Secrets did, and uh, Paradise Valley has a, a, a mm-hmm. swingers club that has yeah, play Yeah, so, so, I mean, depending on what, like, obviously a campground probably doesn't, but, like, most normal resorts have some sort of club and then again you would transition to the playrooms just like you right. would at the club or at a hotel takeover depending yeah, i'd um, say definitely if it's a swinger resort it probably will have some type of playroom somewhere yeah. if it's just a nudist it might not yeah so just do your research again very theme have like heavy because a swingers again love a good theme um for instance we're going to hito again in just a few weeks um, the themes are rock star and dress to impress, schoolgirl, um, favorite sports team, stuff like that. So, again, if you don't want to do the theme, you don't have to. If you want to, you can. Very, very, it all is very similar, as you see, as we kind of walk through here. Um, resort is basically like an overnight club that you stay at. Right. That feeds you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so real quick, the only other thing we got is house parties. That's completely separate. That's nothing like a resort. We've only been to a few house parties in our lives, Yeah, full so, disclosure. So generally speaking, the house parties are small groups of swinger friends that are in a smaller towns and cities that kind of will, you know, just think about a vanilla house party. It's the same thing. It's just swingers will have friends over. And usually it's... I know that you can, there are things online on SLS, SDC, where they will list their event. But every time that we've personally been invited to a house party, it's been like, 
hey, we're having a house party on Saturday. Would you like to come sort right. of situation? It's been a personal invite. Right. From swingers that we already know, know and have, and have played with. with yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, And usually you have a host couple and they will be the ones that you're basically hand selected. Would you say? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're on SLS. I do see. I think some people will just host it and invite random people. But for the most part, it's groups of friends that know each other that go to a house. Yeah. Party. Like you might say, hey, can I bring my friend? This is what they look like. They're a good couple. And then you could bring them. But for the most part, it's, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm the host and I'm inviting these five couples. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would probably be a little nervous of an open house party. Where yeah. Just trying to bring anybody from from SLS or SDC. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a part of that. No. I feel like you would get all randoms. Right. And I personally, I would much rather go to a house party. So I'd be a little wary of that. Yeah, if, where if it's hand-selected. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and so basically a house party is like a vanilla party, but then at the end of the night... You have sex. <laughs> you have sex. Um, and again, it's not no expectations. It's if you mm-hmm. connect with people, you know, sometimes maybe multiple, you know, people. But uh, it's, generally it's a smaller group of friends that mm-hmm. throw a swinger friendly party yeah i mean just like any house party you would probably bring a bottle of alcohol you know and you might bring a dessert or whatever the right. case may be you it, it, you dress appropriate to whatever the situation is you might bring lingerie again for once it's sexy time you can change um usually a little bit more laid back low-key yeah most of the ones we've been to, um, a lot of games like um, beer pong and um, cards against humanity to kind of break the ice. Um, what else about a house party? No, I think, I mean, that's basically. We typically stay the night yeah, um, and just because there's so much alcohol involved and everything. And then the next morning you get up, you say your goodbyes and head out. Sometimes your friends cook you a nice breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think with house parties, it's it's generally a group of known swingers that just kind of hang out. Yeah, and I'm with you. I don't know that if somebody posted their house party on SLS that I would be real eager to I go. would be a little le- leery of that, especially if you're new. Yeah. You just don't know what situation you're walking into. Yeah. Um, but house parties are free. Yeah. No cost. <laughs> no cost and like the rest. Um yeah. It's, I think it's a good way if you have local swinger friends and there's not an event going on and you have some kind of in-between time. Yeah. That's you know, a good way to have some, some yeah. fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed the house parties that we've been. A part, not very many, but I've really enjoyed the house parties that we've been a part of. Yeah. So invite us back, friends. Yeah. We haven't been invited back. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did you? We were neither one of us were on our best behavior. <laughs> oh, well. That's a story for another day. This was a pretty PG podcast. Like, we didn't give any, like, real naughty details about anything. No. No, this was pretty PG. But I think it's, you know, we get these questions a lot. Um, what would you recommend for a newbie? Where should they start? Should they start? I say go to a club. A club? With no intentions of playing. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, resorts could be, you know, like, especially like a Temptations where it's like a swinger friendly, but not necessarily a swinger. I think that could be a lot. It could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if... If you want to go and just people watch, a club is probably the best place for that. I agree. Um, and kind of get a feel for what. And maybe one that you don't have to get completely nude, especially like the husband, you know, I think women's a little bit easier to get naked in front of people. I don't know. I guess that, like 
or at least it would be for me, but I imagine if your husband and you had only ever been together for 20 years and then you're like, oh, by the way, you got to strip completely new to walk in here. I mean, I feel like that's a little much. So if I was giving advice, I would say find a club that you don't have to do that, mm-hmm. that you can just go and openly watch um, and just kind of get a feel for it. Yeah. Now, I would say about all these places, they're usually super friendly to new people. They are. Um, and be honest. Say this is our first time. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Help. Yeah. They will be extremely accommodating to you. Yeah. Now, the clubs in the larger cities seem like they have a larger influx of newer people they're not as i guess clicky if you would say mm-hmm. um the more regional you get the more clicky it, it seems yeah. to get like some of these you know i think some of these hotel takeovers it's the same same groups always throw you know throw it and usually it's the same people that always yeah. show up um you know resorts i think depending on the resort it could be a bunch of strangers it's not always mm-hmm. the same people um we like the stranger aspect that's kind of right. like i think yeah, why we we're like drawn to it because we know if we're going to a big city, we're going to go. We're, no one there we know. But, like, if we get on SLS and try to plan something to go out Saturday night, most of the people on there are people that we've either talked to or messaged. Or it's kind of a – I really recommend it for the people that are like, we are having no luck in our town or, you know, or, like, the closest club is three hours away. What do we do? Well, you make a reservation and get a hotel room and you go. Yeah. Um, Take your wife out. Let her get a cool outfit and you get a new button up and y'all go have a night out. Take her out to dinner and then y'all go and both drink and get an Uber home. Um, I just really suggest that for people in those situations. We get so many of those messages daily. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that pretty much wraps it up. You got anything else you want to say about clubs, hotel takeovers, What's your favorite? I, I Well... I don't think I can answer that until after Hedo. I have a feeling I think Hedo's. resorts are my favorite. Yeah. Even the ones we haven't been to a ton of resorts. Um, so maybe we'll we'll come back to this once we have. But I love the idea of like you don't have to go anywhere. No. You just crash well, back in your room. And yeah, even the you know, even just like Paradise Valley and Secrets, it's so nice to you get up, you you go to the pool. You go to the pool naked. Mm-hmm. You you lounge around in the pool, day drink. naked, day drinking, talking to these super cool swinger couples that you know are open, and you know, like just getting to know people, hanging out all day, working on your tan, mm-hmm. drinking something fruity and nice, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, at the end of the night, you're gonna put on some sexy clothes, you're gonna go to a club and like party, and yeah. then, then you're probably gonna end up, you know, hooking up with some hot people. Yeah, I mean, it's just I like resorts. what a way to spend a weekend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd say resorts are probably yep, me up too. there. But who doesn't like, I mean, any resort, even if it's not a lifestyle resort. Oh, I mean, that's, right. that's that's living right there. <laughs> but anyway, what else? That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. I hope this was helpful. I hope that this can give people some insight. Um, let us know your feedback. Hopefully it answers some of the questions we get repeatedly yeah. about, about these kind of things. Yep. All right. So with that, folks, in a world full of apples. Be a pineapple. Be a pineapple, guys. Thanks. Bye, Bye. y'all. If you've enjoyed our podcast and want to support us, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you want to see more of our content, you can find links to Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and more in the show notes. Come join the conversation with us and other Swinger content creators on our Swinger Society Discord server. If you have questions or feedback, email them to us at theswingnation at gmail.com. Make sure you head on over to theswingnation.net and keep up to date on all things Swing Nation. We thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.